I'm Sean McCormick, and this is Optimal Performance. If I say, hey, well, here are the five hacks to growing muscle three times faster, everybody perks up. But if I say, hey, here's the right mindset to approach body transformation with crickets. Number 14, people underestimate how much fat they have to lose. If you think you'd need mm. to lose 20, it's probably closer to 40. Here's the thing that people, I, f- I feel people, a lot of people I talk to have in their mind. If I just lose these 20 pounds, I'll be ripped. Like I'll, yeah. I'll have that perfect body. And then you lose 20 pounds and realize you got to lose, lose another 20 pounds. That everyone is Ted Rice. He's a body transformation coach helping entrepreneurs with fat loss since 1999. He's the host of the Legendary Life podcast. And in this conversation, we unpack a lot of the mental obstacles that people face when they want to lose weight, when they want to transform their bodies. You know, I don't know about you, but in the last couple of years, a lot of people have backslid in their health. They've put on the COVID-19, they've put on the COVID-25, they've, they've gained weight and their lifestyles have shifted in the wrong direction. And in this episode, we talk all about how you should be thinking about weight loss. You know, it's, it's more about mentality, it's more about will and good discipline than it is about fads. You know, carnivore isn't gonna help you have the body that you want. Uh, Keto is not going to help you have the body that you want. It's your mentality. It's how you approach all of these different things that is going to be the difference maker. You know, Ted is an excellent follow on Twitter, and he has basically these 18 biggest lessons he's learned helping people achieve the body that they want three times faster. So we talk about, we go through a couple of those and unpack what they mean and why they're so important. He also mentions how you feel is directly related to your fitness, you know, sort of basic awareness that if you are tired and sluggish, if you are um, melancholy, it has everything to do with your health. We talk about how people worry about the wrong things when it comes to weight loss. You know, you could be doing all sorts of biohacks, but if your mind is in the wrong place, you're not going to see the results. We talk about how there's no such thing as someone who can't lose weight. It's all about your strategy. Your strategy just isn't working if you're not losing weight. We talk about which three supplements he thinks everyone should be taking. Really cool conversation. Ted is such a humble, knowledgeable, uh, informative guy. He's he's been doing this for a long time. And if you follow him on Twitter, if you go you know go check him out, you can see that the dude is ripped, and he has oriented his life and lifestyle for fitness and performance. This is a classic optimal performance podcast where he's going to help you understand what it takes to have the body that you want. I mentioned in this episode about the transformation my body has gone through using the X3. You can always get $50 off if you go to x3bar.com and use the code OPP. It is the biggest bang for your buck, 10 minutes a day, six days a week, it will transform your body. And uh, so take me up on that offer. If you're sick of going to the gym, this is probably the best way to get the fitness that you want. Always, you can follow me on Instagram at real Sean McCormick. And you can go to seanmccormick.com to learn more about what I do as far as my coaching. And you can see show archives and get discounts on biohacking gear. I'm so excited to release this episode, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Ted Rice. 
Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. And I'm here with Ted Rice. He's a body transformation coach for entrepreneurs. He's a really great follow on Twitter. Ted, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Hey, thanks so much, Sean. Really excited to finally make this happen with you. Yeah, we've been scrambling a, a little bit to make it work, but uh, we wear lots of hats. We just, you know, we find ways in. I would love to start by maybe just unpacking the title that followed your name. Please explain what a body transformation coach for entrepreneurs actually does. Yeah, it's a great question. And some of the people in the fitness industry don't like names like that. They're like, what is a body transformation or macro coach, whatever. So two things I'd say about that. Number one is super specific. I like to help people transform their bodies. So if you just want to lose five pounds or hit a PR in the deadlift, I'm not your guy, right? Um, and the second thing is this, when I think about what goes into a body transformation, it's not a health coach. Most of what I study is psychology, behavior change, and neuroscience. And so like people come to me sometimes and they want to know like the things to eat or the calorie target or the, the protein um, and the strategies for building muscle. And we do all that stuff. But what I've learned after 23 years of making this happen for people, of helping people achieve their transformation is that the psychological part is just underappreciated and not talked about enough. And one thing, I, and one of the things, you know, we talked earlier before you started recording it's like I'm taking this writing course right now because I want to get better at communicating that. Because when I say, hey, if I say, hey, well, here are the five hacks to growing muscle three times faster, everybody perks up. But if I say, hey, here's the right mindset to approach body transformation with crickets, mm. nobody wants to know that stuff. And it's not sexy. And, and, and I feel like I could make it more palatable. And so people start getting better, better results uh, from their efforts, because as you probably know, Sean, 80% of people put back on the weight, or uh, I'm sorry, the majority of people lo uh, who lose weight put back 80% of what they lose on in five years, right? So we have a, we don't have a weight loss problem or body, you know, we have a problem where people lose weight all the time, they get it back all the time. Yeah, that th I think that's an important distinction because in order for it to last five years or longer, how you think about it is everything. Because you could you could apply the same principles; they may or may not work now, de depending on what your metabolism is doing five years down the road. And so, it's how they approach, how they think about transforming their bodies that that matters most. And that's right up my alley as a uh, as a coach you know, coaching and mindset and positive thought and goals and, you know, personal narratives that always find their way into sabotage hard work. That's just how our amygdala is built. But I think it's interesting because 
people who are interested in wellness and fitness can't help but follow fads and nutritional approaches. Keto, is keto the end all be all for everyone forevermore? You know, is is carnivore something? Is is that taking keto one step further with even better results? And everybody's different and everybody needs different things. And so for you who works one-on-one with people, I'd love for, to hear how you approach um, the sort of customization that that everybody needs something a little bit different and sort of that requiring you to be sort of a generalist. Yeah, that's a great point because when you see the information that's put out by, let's say, health influencers, I mean, you and I are both coaches. And so what do we sell? We sell coaching. Um, what do coaches do? They need to get results for their clients or they don't stay in business. If I wanted to sell books though, or an ebook, I would have like, number one, it would be a diet book. And anyone who's in the business knows you don't write about exercise. You don't write, you write a diet book and then you write this special thing, like your one thing that you do. For example, keto, the keto fix. I'm just making this up. I don't know if this is probably a real book, but I'm just making it up. The keto fix, right? Nine, you know, nine steps to achieving your ideal body by eating, you know, 75% fat, you know, cutting out carbs, whatever. And the thing is, people go for those things because the marketing super sexy and it sells that one sort of simple answer. And the issue is there's nothing wrong. I don't have any problems with keto. In fact, we know it's, it can be good in certain situations with specific cancers, with traumatic brain injuries. We, we know like there's some, that's outside of my wheelhouse. I'm not the tra- traumatic brain injury coach if that's such a thing, but like, we know it can be good for those situations. But the problem is this, um, people get results fast results. It's simple to do in the sense that, I mean, I have never done keto, so I can't, but I was low carb for over 10 years. And what was easy about it was like, I could recognize carbs and I could just not eat them. <laughs> right. It was a bread. That's a carb fruit. That's a carb, right? Potatoes. That's a carb. Don't eat it. And so it's simple to follow in that way. And so it's easy to implement quickly where what we do now we do, we do calorie tracking, right? Um, and it's a little bit trickier because in one way it's easier because we don't cut out anybody's foods. People in the past, they always wanted to know what foods do I have to eat if I sign up for your coaching? Mm-hmm. And it was a hard question to answer. Cause I used to do paleo routines back in the, or, or paleo approach back in the day. And it cost my clients a ton of money. It was hard to make the recipes. It was complicated. And then sometimes they didn't even get results because if the calories were too high, right? And so like now what we do is we help people figure out through a process, here's how you keep your food in check to where you can lose fat, but also enjoy your life and see yourself doing this for a long time. I got a client right now, Trevor, he he was already a little bit lean when he came and worked with me. He was at 70% body fat. Another thing I do is I, I have everybody 
do DEXA scans mm. if possible. And um, he came in 70% body fat, was drinking, you know, was doing all these things. He was working out all the time, but he wasn't making the progress. He was working. He's one of those guys, high performer, uh, and he wasn't getting the results that he felt he should from all the work he was doing in the gym specifically. And so what we did, he lost 20 pounds and I think it's like two months and we got him lean, got him down to 12% body fat in two months. Wait, what was, this, for, what was this, what was his starting body fat percentage? It was like 17. It was a little bit more 17.4% or okay. something like 17 and 0.5 or 17.4. We got him down to 12.4. I can't remember one of them has a four, one of them has a five, but like, um, you know, he, he got down to 12, 12 and a half from 17 and a half to like 12 and a half ish, uh, percent body fat in two months, uh, from losing 20 pounds. And we saw it was just purely fat that he lost. Um, there was like 0.1 pound according to the DEXA scan of, uh, muscle loss. So 0.1 pound that's, I'll take that for, uh, you know, getting, getting veins on your abs lean in two months. And he certainly thought it was worth it too. And then we started to build him back up from there. But while he was doing it, he was still, he, he went out, he socializes as part of his thing. And that means golf. That means scotches, that means dinners out, nice steak restaurants. And he was able to do all that. And now he's getting compliments that he's never gotten before. Like you have the perfect body. Someone told him that in front of his wife. Another woman told him that in front of his wife. Whoa. His wife is super cool. I know both of them. Uh, but he got told he's got the perfect body while they were on vacation in Maui. Right. And he's like, man, I've never gotten, he said, oh, it's kind of funny. He said, I feel like I almost like, you know, I'm almost uncomfortable taking off my shirt now. It's like, I just got a boob job or something, <laughs> you know, how a woman might feel after getting her, her, um, you know, uh, breast job done. So like it's, he feels like he, the point is he did that in a way where he feels like he can keep it up. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think that that goes back to mentality, right? Like you could, you can build craft the the most ideal plan for someone to get the results that they want but if it's not accompanied by you know better understanding of how you work and how you think and what your sort of blind spots are then that's when it becomes sustainable which is something that I that I think makes tons of sense I wanted to refer to this this one post on Twitter that just was like so sensible to me and it and and some people go their whole lives trying to figure this stuff out and they yo-yo in weight and they yo-yo through diets and they yo-yo through sleep and mood but I'm just going to rattle off like a couple of these really quick uh just so people can get a reference for it and then I'm going to pick a couple of them apart so one, if you graph your weight over time, you'll see that you gain weight in the most stressful times and lose weight when you're the least stressed. That that first thing is like, oh my God. This episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast is brought to you by Ice Barrel. That's right. You know, maybe you are taking cold showers at home. Maybe you are trying to get that cold exposure, but you just don't have a big enough unit to actually get the full benefits. Well, Ice Barrel is a cold therapy training tool that makes it easy to bring ice baths into your routine. And unlike the bathtub or other um, cold immersion devices, you're upright. So your back is straight, which is a totally different response than laying down on your back in some of the other 
cold immersion devices. So why would you do it? Better recovery and performance, improved mood and brain function, alleviate depression and anxiety, activating the nervous system, pain management, inflammation reduction, and heart rate variability improvements. I mean, when you really stack it up, this is about the most simple and consistent way for you to get some perspective in your life. And you can get 100% satisfaction, 30-day money-back guarantee, and if you want to make payments on it, that's cool too. You can go as low as $90 a month using their platform, Klarna, which breaks it up into payments. Again, go to icebarrel.com forward slash OPP, and you'll get $125 off when you use the code OPP. Super awesome to have these guys sponsor the podcast. I'm a big fan of the product, so check it out. Everybody gets fatter during the holidays. Everybody gets fatter during stress or, or you know, moving homes or divorce or whatever. Uh, number two, fat loss is about being focused. Clients will worry about sodium levels, EMFs, chemicals in their shampoo and more, but losing fat is to stay so focused on eating fewer calories than you burn, managing your hunger so you can stay in a calorie uh, deficit, lifting weights two to four times a week. Like the, there's 18 of these that are so clear that are, that are really, um, practical for people in their lifestyle. Um, what, what about, I, let's talk about the Pareto principle and how you think that this works for people, because that's a nice, that's a nice thing to kind of illuminate for people. Uh, and I'm just going to read the, read the tweet and then we can talk about it a little bit. The Pareto principle applies to getting in shape. You get 80% of your results from eating fewer calories than you burn, hitting the gym consistently, consistently getting seven plus hours of sleep and managing your stress. Supplements, fancy workouts, superfoods, etc., don't matter as much. The Pareto principle. Can you maybe elaborate a little bit on that and and, and give us some examples of where you've seen this idea be really effective for people? Yeah, I had a client, and uh, he came to me, and I was making a joke because there's another influencer who is known, and uh, I mean we. I don't care about naming names. I won't right now, but if you, you know, if you want to get into it, I, I don't mind, but he talked about how shining infrared light on your genitals increases testosterone. I think you know who I'm talking about. My client was doing that and he was, he's, he was overweight by a lot, 70 pounds, 80 pounds. I don't remember this a few years ago. And he said, <laughs> He so told me, he's like, you know, when I heard you say that, because I said something about it, my podcast, he's like, man, when I heard you say that, and I was, <laughs> hopefully he wasn't listening to the podcast while he was doing that, but he was doing that, right? He was shining infrared light on his balls uh, to try to get healthier. And I feel like it's not his fault. It's a little bit his fault, Right. But it's like when you have people out there who have big followings, who look the part, and they're telling you to spend your money on supplements, and I love supplements, um, and take uh, quite a few, and to spend your money on things like that and spend your time on on like infrared light exposure to uh, parts of your body that typically don't see much light at all. It's like, what the hell is going on here? People mm -hmm. are focused on the wrong stuff mm -hmm. and it doesn't. And people wonder why it's like, man, I was, I cut out, I started putting a stick of butter in my coffee 
<laughs> and shining light on my balls. And I'm still like, I'm, I don't feel healthier. I didn't lose any weight. And yeah, I think it's, I've lived all over the world, by the way, I'm in Brazil right now. I'm on my way to Lisbon, uh, Portugal at the end of the month. I, I've lived in Mexico, Colombia, Thailand, Bali. One of the things I've noticed is that, man, I love being American and being from America. But one of the things that kind of irks me a little bit, even though it's good for my business, is that in Americans, we get caught up in this craziness of like up in our heads. And, and somehow we come up with the idea that we need to do all this complicated stuff to get results when it's really quite simple. I think that's really great. I, I too have infrared uh, devices, you know, red light therapy. That's the Optimus Red. I too shine it on my testicles in the morning. You know, like I, I don't do the butter and the coffee anymore. But I think that if you're 70 pounds overweight or 45 pounds overweight and you're focusing on, you know, um, yeah, if you're focusing on devices or, <clears throat> um, spending a lot of money on supplements. I think you're right. I think there's, there's bigger fish to fry and you probably see that all the time. And so this idea that eating fewer calories than you burn, hitting the gym consistently, seven plus hours of sleep, managing your stress, do those. If you did those four things, you're, you're, you're focusing on, you're keeping the main things, the main things rather than be distracted by, by, uh, by gadgets and stuff like that. Uh, there's another something one. I want to add to that, yeah. Yeah. if you don't mind. Like, I want to say this too, because I've been doing this for, I've been in this business 23 years. And by the way, I think it's fine if you want to use infrared light, right? It's just what you said, being focused on the right things for what you want to achieve. But the point I wanted to say is uh, I made a lot of these mistakes earlier in my career. I was doing all, I spent I got into a plateau with training and I thought, oh man, I hit a plateau, but I'm doing everything right. Cause I'm super knowledgeable, you know, at like 23 years old, like, you know what I mean? 22 years ago when I was like 23. Um, and, and then I was like, I got to go buy some supplements to break through this plateau. Right. That was my thinking during the time. And I've tried a lot of different gadgets too. And I think it's awesome to test technology. But, um, you know, I made a lot of these mistakes and if I could go and, and what I've learned from coaching people, it's like, man, um, I, we even want to talk about this sexier stuff sometimes, but it's not, it's my duty to sort of help my clients get results. And that happens by focusing on those less sexy things. Yeah. Yeah. There this other one that I want to run at you, and I hope this isn't corny sure. that I'm just reading your tweet. No. It, but it, it's, it strikes me. There's so much wisdom in it. So I'm just going to keep unpacking it. How you sure. feel is directly related to your fitness. If you're out of shape, you'll feel tired. If you're chronically stressed, you'll feel more negative. The fatter you are, the more you'll feel brain fog. Being fit increases your energy, optimism, and mental clarity. I think that that's really important for people to realize because folks who are having trouble losing weight, who do feel tired and do feel stressed, they think, I think that a lot of people forget how good they're, they could feel. It's maybe been a decade or 20 years since they felt like 
vibrant and full of energy and optimistic about the world. And, and so I would love for you to kind of um, put that into context for us a little bit that, that how you feel is directly related to your fitness. Yeah. Oh man, there's a couple of different ways we can approach this, but I would, I would say like this, one thing I try to tell my clients, teach my clients something that I've learned as I've transitioned from a 20 year old in the gym, like a gym bro to a guy who's building his business and trying to make a positive difference in the world, which, you know, keeps me in a seat more hours than I'd like is that, um, you got to think, and, and I'm a former athlete. I did Brazilian jiu-jitsu competitions and, you know, I played other sports, but really mostly Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And the thing is this, being an entrepreneur or being a, pra- a parent or being an attorney or being, I ha- I'm working with a uh, auditor who's a partner in this big auditing firm. Like you're an athlete. You're you're performing a certain way as a parent, as an entrepreneur, as a high performance professional. You get your energy from your fitness, mm-hmm. just like an athlete gets his or her energy from his fitness, mm-hmm. his or her fitness. And so like we we lose that and then we wonder why we don't feel so good. So that's one thing I'd say. Another thing is that one thing that happens, you talked about like putting on weight. One thing we started, I think one of the the biggest breakthroughs in obesity right now are happening not in metabolism, not even in genetics. It's happening in neuroscience and understanding how our brain reacts. I mean, we talked about, you You mentioned the amygdala earlier. We know that there are, and, and even, you know, as much as I might have issues with the official medical definition of obesity, which is a chronic brain disease. Mm. It's not a chronic metabolism disease. It's a brain disease, right? And they say it's highly genetic. And most of those genes, where are they? They're in your brain. So like one thing that we've started to realize that studies have come out and shown is that the more body fat you have, the worse your executive functioning is. Your prefrontal cortex is this, as you know, you sound like you're really first in this stuff too, uh, but just if someone listening doesn't know you, that part of you that sets goals, that gets stuff done, that has a vision of the future. And, you know, you get up, you go to work, you make things happen, you take care of the, all those things that you do. That's, that's your prefrontal cortex at work, setting goals, controlling impulses when your kid's say something and you just want to go, Oh man, I just want to, Oh, my kid, but I got to be a good role model. Mm-hmm. That's your executive functioning at work. Your prefrontal cortex is, is the part of your brain where that um, executive functioning resides. The more fat you have, the worse that is. And so people get into this really tough situation where the more fat you have on your body, the worse your brain works, the harder it is to get out of that situation because you're having controlling, uh, having issues controlling your impulses because, and, and also we know that people who are very overweight, the more overweight you are, the more sympathetic drive you have. So in other words, the more stress is sympathetic, parasympathetic 
um, parts of your autonomic nurse nervous system. So we know you're more sympathetic driven, hmm. more sympathetic activation, stressed just because of your body weight. You can't think or do things or plan things just because of your body weight. Right. And so like, yeah, it's like when people, when my clients first sign up, one thing I do with them is I help them lose weight fast. I know a lot of other coaches are like, listen, you got to lose weight really slow. The slower, the better. I don't agree with that personally. I help people lose fat fast. And the reason is this two reasons. Number one, I see people start to function better right away, hmm. right? They start feeling better right away because you can lose fat very fast. My clients lose four to six pounds in the first 10 days. They're part of the program. And that's kind of the promise that I make to them. And wow. it happens, I won't say every time, but like 99% of the time we get that result. And it's not just the weight loss. They get feel motivated by it, but they feel better. And they start remembering what it was like for those of them who weren't always overweight or obese. They remember what it's like. Mm -hmm. And um, man, I lost the my train of thought. The, oh, that's I had a second point there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how you feel is directly related to your fitness is such is such a such a useful concept and what you what you just unpacked there was was a was a brain connection between that extra body weight that you're carrying around and being in a sympathetic state everything else you're just sensitive to all these all these things all the time because you're carrying around this was it yellow fat or is it brown fat or is it both the brown fat is the fat that you create when you are exposed to cold and oh, okay. so it's a good thing. It increases your metabolism. People who spend more time in the cold and also young kids have more of it. So it's the white fat. And we know, by the way, that white fat, um, white adipose tissue, it's not just stored energy for that famine that is never going to come, right? Mm -hmm. It's metabolically active and it releases inflammatory chemicals. Mm -hmm. It also releases leptin. Um there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. We we talked about the nutrition weight connection in the brain, right? How it, the more fat you have, it knocks out that decision-making executive function, impulse control part of your brain. The other thing is this, this is something that, you know, I don't want to, I don't know if we want to get too deep into this, but I have a kind of a crazy story. I've had a lot of events in my life that could be, you know, uh, characterized as traumatic. My brother was murdered. My sister committed suicide. And um, one of the things that I ended up learning through my search, like for improving myself and getting out of those dark places was this. And it applies, even if you just heard that and been like, whoa, mm. I, don't, I, I don't know where he's going with this, but I had never experienced those things. I'm happy that you haven't. But it's still relevant, and I'll tell you why. What we've noticed is this. As you get older, there's a part of your brain called the hippocampus, the part of your brain that's associated with learning and memory. It gets smaller. We also know that people who have a small hippocampus more likely to get PTSD. So if you're just genetically, for whatever reason, you're born with a smaller hippocampus. We also know that people who have PSD, PTSD also have a smaller hippocampus as well. Mm. 
And where I'm going with this is the number one thing that we can do to, I mean, there's a bunch of different things you can do uh, to make your, increase the volume of your hippocampus, create new neurons in that area. But the major one is aerobic exercise. Hmm. And so people are walking around, not just overweight, but their hippocampus is, and they're, they're, you know, overweight and their prefrontal cortex isn't working that well and they can't control impulses, but their memory isn't as good because they're aerobically unfit. Right. And the older you get, the more this starts to pick up. Mm-hmm. And so if we can just get people losing weight and exercising more, man, you know, this is really about brain health. And I think looking at the mental health statistics going on in the U S in particular, and then seeing like the, the issues that are starting to happen, you know, the stress and the mental health statistics, more suicides, the opioid epidemic, all those things, and look at weight, how it's been growing since the eighties. I mean, it makes sense. You know, our brains aren't working well and then add on social media and then all the mm-hmm. politics and all the other crazy stuff. And then it's like, no wonder America is just really a lot of people are struggling right mm-hmm. now because it's this kind of crazy storm. And so my thing is like, get, get people healthier. And that, that that's kind of what really lights me up is helping people in that way. Yeah. If, if everyone were healthier, they would be thinking clearer. They would be loving more. They would be making better choices to protect the environment. There would be less hate, you know, like we're exactly we're, we're overfed and undernourished, dehydrated, acidic and making poor choices. You know, like it's, 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 I I laugh because we, we tend to overcomplicate things and you and I both know that the increased wellness of the po- of the global population would just be better it would just we would just live in a better place the the world would be a better place if everyone were um were fit and rested you know um you know I, peter atia was just on huberman lab and he was talking about um how exercise is the single like most important thing for longevity. And he, he, I think he made a brain connection too. And he, you know, he sort of outsourced a bunch of research to one of his assistants at Stanford, I think. And it's, you know, forgive me if I'm misrepresenting, but he basically said, Hey, spend six months researching this. What, what's the number one thing that will help people live longer and um, help their brain health. And it was like exercise, exercise. 100%. (laughs) And that's pretty straightforward, right? You got to get get it in. Today's episode is brought to you by BioPro Plus. I love this stuff. It has made a major change in my life, in my metabolism, in my mood, in my ability to put on lean muscle mass and feel as powerful as I want to feel. BioPro Plus is the faster, easier, and safer non-synthetic alternative to painful, expensive, and invasive anti-aging and hormone treatments. Before you do TRT, before you start taking a bunch of herbs that may not make you feel the way that you want to feel, you should try this. You can go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. 
You know, you know that a sponsor is a hit when people who have purchased it reach out to me and say, holy cow, Sean, I tried this and it's amazing. It's blowing my mind. It makes me better at everything that I do. I love having sponsors like this that really make a difference in people's lives. And this product is, it's absolutely incredible. It's growth factors and amino acids that will help you improve your hormones, become better at everything that you want to do. So go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. Um, I'm looking at this tweet again because there's so, there's so many good things I want to unpack. There's no such thing as people who can't lose fat or gain muscle. If you're getting, if you're, if you're not getting results, then your strategies are incorrect or you're applying them incorrectly. Don't make excuses, change your strategies if they're not working. That's a, I think that's an important reminder for people who do um, Atkins or do Weight Watchers or do keto or do carnivore or do, you know, the um, eat for your blood type stuff, you know, when you're trying all of those things and none of them are working, it, it's, it's not the system. It's, uh, it's, it's the strategy for you. It's the thing that's going to work for you. So maybe you can, you know, there's no such thing as people who can't lose fat or gain muscle in strategy. Can you maybe elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. And here's the thing, right? It goes back to what I said at the beginning. Um, in America, I don't know, we get these ideas. It, I think America is really interesting because it shows the power of like, our belief system and the information that we take in, how it affects how we view the world, how it affects our behavior. And man, I've been to Cambodia. There ain't nobody, you know, like people are starving over there. There's starving kids in, in the world and there's so much suffering. And then America, and then you have some overweight person. And again, this is not me condescending. I, I really understand the cultural differences and the situation and or understand I, I should say i'm sympathetic right uh because it's not easy being in, in in the united states there's a lot of things that are hard about being there but it's like we get these ideas like oh i can't lose weight in fact i was eating so little my body went into starvation mode mm. and i can't lose weight and it's just like that's not true <laughs> I mean, forget about that there's a ton of studies metabolic word studies where there's never been a person where they've controlled calories and so on to lose weight. But let's push that aside for this uh, second, like get out there in the world, right? Go somewhere else. If you need to see this, um, you'll see like in Cambodia, I'll keep coming back to that. It's a very impoverished place because of the war that happened there in the seventies, the, the war, I shouldn't say the, the genocide that happened there. Right. And so the economy is just a mess and Cambodia is just a mess of a place, even though it's a very beautiful place in Angkor Wat, the, the ruins there are incredible. And the Cambodian people are so nice, but you just see like, like what we have is, um, you know, we buy into these ideas that are just not true. And it's fascinating how that happens uh, when it's just so, it's so divorced from the reality of so many other places in the world, right? I'm in Brazil right now. Um, there's, they're having a harder time due to the economic issues that happen, <clears throat> excuse me, post COVID. And so like, 
when I start talking to someone like that, and and here I want to say this too, if you're a person who's ever said that, do a liquid diet for three days, mm. right? Do something, don't buy into that story, test it. And don't even listen to me, test it. Do a liquid diet for a week. Do the master's cleanse where you just drink, you know, drinking about a thousand calories of lemonade because it's, I've, I've actually done that for a few days just to test it. It's mm -hmm. actually hard to drink a ton of lemonade, right? Even though you can have as much as you want, you just get after about a gallon of it, you're like, okay, I think I'm good. Right. Mm -hmm. And you lose weight. I was doing it for a different reason, for a gut health reason, um, to lower inflammation, but but I still lost weight because of it. So try something and start to experiment with it. And just like, uh, I think the muscle building thing is a little bit less common. It's more of a weight loss issue or fat loss issue, but uh, that too, right? There, listen to my podcast and I'll teach you how, how to grow muscle. Mm -hmm. Go and, and again, don't listen to me and believe me. I never ask people to believe me. I ask people, it's cool if you don't believe me, you think I'm full of BS, just test what I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just test what I'm telling you, right? Run experiments because that's what I have my clients do anyway. I, I don't guru them. I have them. I, I don't, and guru, I mean like they go, oh, great almighty Ted, tell me the answer. No, it's like, well, what do you think the answer is? Because yeah. I really don't know your life. I, I may be an expert in applying these principles and or guiding people to apply these principles, but I don't, I'm not an expert in your life. Mm -hmm. What right. works for you? I can't, I don't know if that works for you or not. We got to test it. Yeah. So I help empower people in that way. And I really enjoy that aspect. I feel like I'm doing a, more of a service, undoing some of the the health influencer nonsense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's just so much information available. You know, you can convince yourself about of just about anything um, in five minutes on TikTok, you know, like <laughs> not that I Very have true. TikTok, not that I have TikTok. Uh, something else that I want to dive into is the importance of lifting heavy stuff you know, um, the, what I've found works for me and what I keep seeing everywhere. And which is, I think becoming more and more understood is that lifting weights or weight training or doing heavy stuff caveat. The only exercise really that I do as far as weightlifting is the X three bar is variable resistance training, uh, with, uh, from, from Dr. John Jacobish. Are you familiar with the X three system? It sounds familiar. It's these big, thick bands. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. X three. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love brand training. Oh man. This, so it's been so wildly successful for me in transforming my body and burning fat and building lean muscle. Um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Sure. Yeah. So I've had Dr. Jake wish on three times be because it's just, it's been, it's so damn effective. It's crazy effective, especially for the time that you put in. But so when I say weight, weightlifting, I really just mean that because variable resistance training technically isn't weightlifting and apparently is better, easier on your joints, overloading the muscle and, and underloading the joints is what the system pur purports, but it isn't, it is critical. If you want to lose weight and be lean, you, you pretty, you have to lift stuff, right? You have to 
you have to lift weights, do heavy things, right? Yeah. And more specifically, heavy is very subjective. You've got to lift something where you reach that muscular fatigue point within 30 reps, let's say. Um, one, because that's what the research shows. Two, because probably doing 40 or 50, there, there's some research I saw that shows that uh, you know things start to become less effective. So if you're using the pink dumbbells, like some women do, and they're doing you know, 120 reps or, you know, whatever ridiculous number, it starts to turn more into like an aerobic exercise, mm. nothing wrong with aerobic exercise. I'm a huge fan of it. And I'll even say this, I don't even love lifting weights, man. And you know, whether you're lifting, doing the X3 system or doing gymnastics rings or the power lifts or whatever you're doing, the real key is to stimulate the muscle in a way where it gets fatigued and increases muscle fibers as a result. Mm -hmm. And you can do that in many different ways. If that system's working for you, fantastic, right? Um, there's a lot of different ways to do it. What's most important and, and what I listen for in my clients, like what you said, your eyes just lit up, Sean, when you started talking about it, I'm like, boom, that, that guy's <laughs> found a thing that works for him. Mm -hmm. And I use resistance bands too. Um, I like them a lot, even though some, you know, every tool has pros and cons. Um, but I, I think, you know, I like bands a lot personally. I think you can get great results with them. Um, and, and obviously your experience is the same. The thing I would tell you why it's so important about fat loss is even going back to what I call myself, I'm not a weight loss coach, mm. right? I would never say that about myself. And because I don't, think weight loss is a good thing in a lot of cases. And here's what I mean by that. With body transformation, you actually want to lose as little weight as possible with a body transformation. And if, right, exactly. That's the strange huh? like facial huh? contortion. But here's the thing. Here's what we know. There, we do have a story that we tell ourselves in society. Oh, that person's 300 pounds. They must have a really slow metabolism. That mm. would be like looking at a Mac, you're sitting in your, your sedan and looking at a big truck next to you at the stoplight and saying, oh, that's a really big truck that must burn less gas right now at rest than my sedan. Mm -hmm. Right. Because like, like I mentioned earlier, fat's metabolically active. You burn calories. You've got to work to keep fat on you. And mm. if you stop eating, lose, you lose fat very quickly, actually. Right. That's how my client lost 20 pounds in two months. Um, so the issue is you, and, and with a lot of weight loss programs is you end up losing muscle, very common for people to lose muscle. And what happens is this, you lose way too much weight, which means you're again, your resting metabolic rate, just like that, that truck just became a car. Mm. And so you need to eat fewer calories to maintain it. A smaller body just needs less calories because of the same reason a, a, a sedan needs less gas in a truck, less moving parts, less moving parts. And so what we want to do is build as much muscle as possible. And some people cringe, even guys cringe, like, man, I don't want to get too big. And it's like, well, that's kind of like saying, that's like telling your boss, Hey, I'm going to work really hard, but don't pay me too much. I don't want to make too much money. <laughs> it's just not something you really have to worry about. 
it's not going to happen. Right. You know, unless you're on, unless you're on steroids or some type of anabolic, you know, some type of drug, you're not going to gain that much muscle. It is really hard. You've got to be dedicated. It takes a long time. You can lose fat very quickly, but it takes a long time to build muscle. So building muscle is really the key for, again, like building muscle is key for maintaining fat loss over time. And resistance training is the only way to do that. It doesn't have to be with X3 system or doing bicep curls, but you have to, it, it could be doing any type of method of exercise where you're working to close to muscular failure, but you got to do it. And I say that again, I like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I like Muay Thai, I like scuba diving, mm-hmm. I like sports and doing fun stuff. I don't love lifting weights, but just like how it's unacceptable for me to lose teeth because I, w- I don't like brushing or flossing, it's unacceptable for me to lose muscle because again, it's your muscles are even more important than your teeth these days. <laughs> right. It's like, you can grind, you can get your insurer, your, your, you know, whatever you can slurp, slurp shakes, but if you lose muscle, you're not getting out of a chair. You're holding on to the, you can't even walk down the stairs without assistance and your quality of life goes way down. That's your next tweet, Ted. Muscle is more important than your teeth. <laughs> tweet tweet yeah. that. I want to see. I want to see people lose their shit. That's awesome. Uh, when I think about you know roadblocks where people struggle in transforming their body, you know, getting the body the the way that they want, and I wonder what are some of the most common excuses and, and and between these three, I'm curious about what you think makes the most difference. Is it uh, their mentality? Is it their schedule? Uh, or is it their relationships or addictions with food? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I think the answer really depends on the person. But if I had to just make a generalized sweeping generalization, I would definitely say mindset, the way we look at our challenges, our beliefs, our thoughts. And and the reason is this, I'll give a story. I had a client, the, she's an auditor and a, like an accountant, but you know, I, I'm not even fully sure what an auditor does, but they Mm -hmm. look at all your business stuff and you know, it ta- it, she, she'll work crazy hours and she'll like stay up all night long, two nights during the week. I mean, I can't think like Navy SEALs do that. Right. <laughs> For me, I think about that. I start having like a panic, you know, mini panic attack. I could never do that, but she does it. She's a rock star. She's a, a you know, a force to be reckoned with someone who can push themselves to do that for business and her beliefs about her schedule were this. She did not feel like if she couldn't spend a long time, hours in the gym, that she wasn't going to get results. So what did we start her out with? We started her out with 10 minute workouts in her office. Mm. And the great thing is this, it's like, oh, I don't have time to lose fat. And it's like, okay, do you eat food? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, <laughs> kind of question is that? Okay. So you have time to make better choices during the times that you eat. It doesn't take that much time. 
to mm-hmm. lose fat. It takes some education and it takes some, you know, controlling yourself to like not default to whatever food pattern you have right now takes a little bit of effort, but not as much as you think. And then two, it's like, well, I don't have time to exercise. And it's like, well, could you do five minutes? I even had a CFO uh, who was working for two different companies. And he's like, man, I I have 10 minutes to work out. I'm like, guess what? We're going to start off with five minutes. And I had him do five minutes every day, Monday through Friday during the work week. And then I had him, and then I was like, just be active on the weekends, go for a walk, take your kids for a walk, do things. And he started like that. He lost 20 pounds in um, three months. So it wasn't two months like my other client, Trevor, who's a complete beast of a guy now, you know, perfect body. So this guy didn't achieve that. He wasn't putting in the same type of work but he still got great results. He was very happy. And it's, and it took very little exercise. It takes so little exercise Mm -hmm. if it's done properly. And one of the things about the X3 is how long is that? Yeah. It's the routines that you do. It's 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's 10. It's like 15 minutes. Yeah. About 15 minutes. Exactly. And I love routines like that, you know, because it's like, do you not really have 15 minutes a few times a week? And mm-hmm. there could be, there could be an answer that no, but I think for the vast majority of us, we can carve out 15 minutes, especially for the people who have more control of their schedules and are choosing to say, you know what? Um, cause, cause I find I deal with a lot of entrepreneurs, all right. That's who I target as the body on uh, transformation for entrepreneurs. And a lot of times what entrepreneurs and other busy professionals, we, we get addicted to the game, addicted to the work. Mm-hmm. We feel like if we take time away that we're going to lose ground. And I know what that feels like personally, I'm growing my business and I have to force myself to stop and say, listen, that makes sense for today. Hmm. I'll get more done today. But if I don't exercise, if I sleep poorly because I'm up all night on Twitter, make, you know, trying to create threads or whatever, I'm going to, today might be great, but tomorrow won't be. Hmm. And it's not about having those amazing days. It's not about raising your ceiling for that one day. It's about raising the floor. So if we can raise that bottom standard, it's totally not sexy to talk about, but if like we can raise our floor, raise our consistency on that lower level to where on our either average days or even bad days, we're doing more than before. That's what's going to lead to bigger results in the long term, and certainly exercise and losing fat makes that happen for all the other reasons we talked about. You know, when we discussed fat in the brain. <laughs> you said that you know we started by saying hey you know don't worry about infrared on your testicles you know <laughs> move your body you know <laughs> stop eating so much um and and in so that you know sort of said don't worry about supplements don't worry about all these extra things but i'm curious about which supplements do you think, what three things make sense 
for everybody to take? Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. And again, it would have to do with the person. So I'll talk about myself. Like um, for me, number one, I don't need a ton of well, uh, I'm fatty sorry, fish. I'm, Ted, I'm sorry to I'm so, I'm sorry to push back Go with you it. on that. <laughs> I'm gonna push back on that. I don't know what I don't want to know what you do because you've uh, you've got your dot you've got your dialed. You know your body. You know what works best for you. I'm really thinking about sort of simple, basic three things that nobody's going to come show up and, and, and be mad at you for suggesting these three. And I'm asking you to be super general on purpose, but if there were three for everybody else besides you, what would that be? Yeah, sure. And, and the reason, uh, and I'll answer that question, of course, Sean. And and the reason I was going to answer it in the way, um, uh, in, in the context of me, um, is because, yeah, I'm kind of like an average dude, you know, I'm, I'm a busy professional. I don't, you know, I've got my challenges. I'm not in the gym all the time. So if I had to, rem- if I had to uh, recommend three things, I would say, I would say a fish oil. If you're not eating fatty fish, we know. But in the past, we used to think the omega three, omega six ratio was a big deal. We used to think omega sixes were were specifically highly inflammatory, even though a lot of people say that they are now. But the but what we what we've kind of learned is that it's not as much about the omega sixes as it is people just don't get enough omega threes, and certainly Americans. I'm not a huge fish fan. I'm not like mm, good piece of salmon. I want a steak, a burger, pizza, you know, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, so taking a fish oil. The second thing I would even say is some type of. I believe that stress is just one of those things that. Americans in particular, just dealing with too much. And so while there are better things to do for stress than take pills, I would say taking something like a valerian Mm. is really good on the days where if you're not a meditator, because I meditate, takes a while to learn that. Um, If you can't get a massage, if you're already so busy, you can't even exercise, probably not going to get a massage or do a float tank. So like, man, pop a valerian get your stress handled. And when that calms down, I think you'll be able to even do more. So something to calm you. I I like valerian root. And then a third one would be creatine. Mm -hmm. We know that creatine is great for muscles. It helps you have more muscle. I'm, I'm sorry, have more energy at the cellular level. So you can push harder in the gym. But more recently, we've also found that like creatine helps cognitive performance and it also helps with inflammation. And so that would be something, even if you're not lifting or hardly lifting regularly, it would be something I would recommend as well. Yes, Mm. it will make your weight spike up, but it's just water inside your muscles. Mm. So if you are like weighing yourself, even though you're not, you know, actively trying to lose weight, just know that the weight's going to spike up. Uh, so those would be the three things I think everybody should kind of take, except if you got kidney disease, disease, not like, you know, disease, then, you know, creatine wouldn't be something you would want to, um, have, but mm. if you're otherwise healthy, or even if you're just metabolically unhealthy, but your kidneys are okay, creatine, you know, um, that's so those three are so great. You know, I, I. I didn't know what to expect your answer to be. Uh, <laughs> the creatine is is definitely a, a, a blind spot for me. I just, I haven't 
I've never never really taken it much. Uh, never been part of my part of my stack. But um, what what what's your favorite? Do you have your Do you make your own creatine or do you you have any like promos? <laughs> yeah, with... I got some in the bathtub. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Like, do you do you have partnerships with people that make it? Do you have a favorite one? Um. I'm in Brazil right now. So I'm using a brand that is probably not worth even mentioning because you can't get it and you get better uh, brands in the, in the U S but like just anything. So creatine all comes from the same place uh, in terms of like, like at least creatine monohydrate, just German micronized creatine. Creo pure is the brand name. And so just get that easy to find very inexpensive I do have a couple of other bonus supplements. Yeah, let's hear. I love supplements. Yeah. All right. Another thing I would do, and this is this, the guys will like this in particular. Take six grams of citrulline every day, and make sure you take it before you have sex. Um, your wife will appreciate it, and you'll probably appreciate it too. Hundred milligrams of pycnogenol as well. Uh, you can stack those two things together. How do you spell pycnogenol? P, that's a great question. P-Y-C, P-Y-C-N-O-G-N-E-O-L, I think. Something like that. But it's pine bark extract. And by uh-huh. the way, I'll even give a, a, a brand recommendation there. I actually have experimented with a lot of different brands. And the one from Vitamin Shop in the US, the 100 milligrams, really solid. Super unsexy marketing, but I've tried a bunch of different pignogenols that I bought on Amazon over the years and the hundred milligrams from vitamin shop, mm. um, high quality. What, what, what's the, what's the effect besides libido and sexual performance? Yeah. Great question. So with the citrulline and the pignogenol, so like, if you ask guys like, Hey, want to boost your sex drive, it's like all about testosterone. Yeah. But the reality is this. If you had clogged arteries and you take, uh, you know, all the steroids that you can buy in the, <laughs> the, the local powerlifting gym and the, and the, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just making a joke, but like you could be taking a lot of steroids and if blood can't properly get to your penis, it ain't going to help. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what I'd love to even like the whole thing with testosterone, I think it's important obviously, but the number one thing people should be focused on is circulation, especially because what's the number one killer in the world today, all over the world now, heart disease. Mm-hmm. What do most Americans die from? Heart disease. What is really important? Uh, so circulation issues, what's really important so that you can get uh, an erection and maintain it circulation, right? So, so really, um, so, so improving your circulation goes a long way. That's the mechanism of action. Awesome. As well. Okay. And did you have, did you have one or two, another one in mind for extra subs? Uh, I'm trying to think, what do I have right now? Um, I take magnesium too. Um, bisglycinate. Yeah. I think that's worth taking Cool. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of drawing a blank now, but I think those are if you really, I mean, it depends on what you wanted to talk about. If you wanted performance, if you were uh, going to do something like, um, 
Yeah, I think you're going to do long wait sessions, beta alanine. Well, let's for let's. I want to go a different direction, and I want to be sure, sure, of course, thoughtful with your time. So, I one more reference from that string of eighteen, that Twitter thread, which again, just so so great. And then, and then we'll kind of take take the episode home. Um, Number fourteen: People underestimate how much fat they have to lose. If you think you'd need mm. to lose 20, it's probably closer to 40. You think I'm wrong until you lose 20 pounds and realize that you're still not even close to how you want to look. It'll take longer than you want to. Like, ooh, just give it, just give us like in your face. Stick a knife in. Twitter reader. Twist it. Here's the here's the harsh reality. Uh if you could elaborate a little bit on that. If you think you need to lose 20, you probably need to lose 40. Yeah. And, and there's a little bit of, I should, you know, I'm getting better at writing these things. And what I meant by that was, it's just, here's the thing that people, I, f- I feel people, a lot of people I talk to have in their mind. If I just lose these 20 pounds, I'll be ripped. Like I'll, yeah. I'll have that perfect body. And then you lose 20 pounds and realize you got to lose, lose another 20 pounds. And before you really look how you want. And I would even suggest go for that full 40 pounds. And the reason is this, People don't, people aren't that successful with weight loss. They don't lose that much of their body weight. And I feel like what I've learned from helping people with this, I drive them for, like I said, I'm I'm a different type of coach. I help you lose body fat quickly because I think it's much, I rather, because here's the truth. People think fat loss is the big thing. It's like, no, it's not. It's maintenance. Losing fat's just a really small period of time that you're in. Mm-hmm. And then you got to maintain that. And if you don't learn how to maintain that, mm-hmm. which is very different, you're not rely, you don't step on the scale and go, boom, another pound down, baby. There isn't any of that. So you got to switch your mindset. It's more about maintaining the equilibrium, mm-hmm. the back and forth between the ups and the downs that happen with your weight. So, um, so so you have more weight, you have more fat to lose than you think. And to really not just transform your body the way you want, the way at least the people that I speak to want, some people just maybe want to lose five or 10 pounds. There's nothing wrong with that. But for people who are really trying to look their best, feel their best, you've got way more body fat than you think. Mm-hmm. And again, to create that transformation, not just visually, but when you look at yourself in the mirror and go like, oh my gosh, I saw my friend the other day, actually, he's in my coaching program. Uh, and I haven't, I haven't talked to him for a while. He was very busy. He, he's lost 40 pounds with me hmm. and that took, I think we're going on so I'm, I'm five or six months, something like that. And maybe seven, um, and I saw him the other day on WhatsApp and I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. I, and I like, told him after, I didn't tell him right then because we had a very quick conversation, but I told him the other time, I was like, John, man, when I saw you the other day on WhatsApp, I I was shocked a little bit when I saw you. It's like not the person that I met in Thailand in Chiang Mai. And, um, he, and he said, you know, it's interesting, Ted, I know you, that's how you knew me, but this is actually how I looked for most of my life. Oh, wow. You know? And I was just like, whoa, 
you know, isn't that interesting? I think he's one person, but he's back to who he, who he's been for most of his life. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. So you got a lot more and it's taken him 40 pounds. Uh, if, if you see his first photos, you, you would say, oh man, that guy's got some weight to lose, but now he's shredded. Right. And, um, and he's been there before he's fought in Muay Thai, uh, matches. He's like a total cool guy. Zen. He's someone who you might even want to have on the show. Uh, Zen, he teaches Zen and, um, any, anyway, he's total badass, uh, but very cool guy. And he was like, uh, it took, a, he's like, man, I just want to get a little more lean. It just, it took a lot longer hmm. to get him to the shredded point. That I think that's, that's important for people to remember, make a mental note of this is you're, you're probably not going to look the way that you want at 20 pounds of weight loss. You yeah. know, you know, I think I've, I think I'm, I think I fall in that category a little bit too. I, you know, I lost, I just did my first Spartan race, uh, on Sunday and I'd been training for it a little, a little bit. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to lose. I should, I could, I could, I'm I'm going to run faster if I'm 15 pounds lighter than I am. And I got down from two, uh, from two Oh five to one ninety, And, and then I looked at myself in the mirror and then I ran and then I see these pictures of myself with my shirt off after the race, after running a 10 K and climbing, you know, cargo nets. And I'm like, dude, I'm still thick. I'm, st- I'm still thick with two C's in those photos. Like that's not where I want to be. And even though I'm at 190, man, I think 180, 182 without crushing myself or starving myself, I think is probably like the next, the next place I want to go so that it, so that I can lean this way that can, anyway, I think that's yeah, sure. good advice for people. Um, well, to give yourself a year is what I'd say. Yeah. You know, really I, I sell like, you know, I, I'm part, partly guilty of this too, like 30 pounds in 12 weeks. You know, I'm guilty of that too. And I, the only reason I do that is because I'm not a better marketer. Right. But if, if someone asked me, Hey man, just shoot it to me straight. I'd say most people need six months to a year. Hmm. Right. And, and I'm talking about if you're already lean, if you can see outline of your abs, give yourself six months. If you can't give yourself a year. Yeah. You know, yeah. Make that happen. Yeah. That's, that's great. I mean, people, but it, it goes to your point too. It's like, it's not just about going for, let's just use the number, right? If it's not just going from, 205 to 190, which is the big difference. It's 190 creeping down to 182 and staying there and doing the right things that are going to change my body composition, right? It's 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 a it's a marathon, right? It's not it's, it's not a sprint. marathon. Yeah. It's not a sprint. It's a long Spartan race with That's many right. obstacles That's to right. overcome. It's a Spartan race, not it even is. a marathon, man. Marathon's oh. just like doing the same thing over. It's like, man, I've got mud on me. I got to crawl through this. I got to climb over. That. It's more like that, especially with the the uh, clients who I have uh, who are parents, you know, and they're running a business. They've got kids and it's just. It's a battle. More like a Spartan race. It's, it's not a battle, fight. Man. It's a battle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has been so great. Ted, I, I appreciate you allowing me to be really general and for us to to go into these different areas. Um, where would you tell t- tell people 
where they can find you and um, if they want to know more uh, what, what, where they should go. Yeah. If you want to learn more about my approach with fat loss, go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash free and watch my master class. I've got one for women, one for men. Um, I work about, uh, I have about 50, 50% split with who I work with. So I've created one each for uh, men and women. And uh, yeah, you can find my podcast on Apple iTunes uh, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, Legendary Life with Ted Rice, R-Y-C-E. And uh, yeah, reach out to me on Twitter if you're on Twitter. I'm on there way too much, but <laughs> yeah. uh, such a great community over there. So that's at T-E-D underscore R-Y-C-E. Yeah, awesome. So now is the the last question of of the interview today. And this is a fill in the blank question that's meant to kind of throw you off a little bit and get you on your heels. And you can elaborate this can be based on whatever it is that you know, whatever sort of life lessons you you want to want to share. You can elaborate as much or as little as you wish. Uh, please fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing. That managing their stress levels is the key to good health, great relationships, and a successful business. If you have stress levels that are too high for your health, you're going to overeat. You're going to think short term. You're going to drink too much alcohol. You're not going to recover well from your workouts. If your stress is too high in your relationship, you're going to find yourself in those arguments, unable to get out of them, always triggering each other. And if you're too stressed in your business, um, too stressed, the way it affects your business is that you might be good at handling the dumpster fires that continually pop up, but you will never have the space to creatively think about how to improve. So managing your stress is key and you can't just sit down and watch Netflix at the end of the night, even though I've got my Netflix and my Apple plus and my, you know, Hulu, I've got them all Disney plus, um, Apple TV, I guess. So like, uh, you gotta be proactive about it. Meditation, float tanks, vacations, right? You've got to be proactive about it. You have to work to decrease your stress. It's not doesn't just happen by sitting there and doing nothing, although that might help. Mm. But if you want to bring down that sympathetic drive, that those, the, the stress hormones, that sympathetic drive and increase your parasympathetic um, side of things, it's, you've got to do it proactively. So that's, that's the thing that I think if people did, uh, the world would be a better place. Sean. There you go. So there it is. Nice. <laughs> Ted, this has been such a great conversation. Thank you for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thanks so much, Sean. It was a pleasure.